Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad. I don't know why I said it so spaced out like that. This is episode 111. Oh, snap. Three ones. Yeah. Uh, this is chapter three in the month. Ah. <laughs> three ones. Threes. Never mind. <laughs> I interrupted Otis and fucked the wrong one. Uh, this yeah, we're getting three. spooky up in this bitch. Right. <laughs> In the month of November, we are doing honorable mentions. So these are episodes of things that we wanted to get to in October. And then just life and other things happen. Honestly, we kind of forgot about some of them. Uh, so this movie was one that Kenny and I uh, and and Micah, uh, all of us wanted to check out. But we just never got to it. Ah, that's a cute cat. Uh, so we watched, ladies and gentlemen, we watched the sophomore film from one Jordan Peele. We watched Us. So uh, off of the awesome, just awesomeness of Get Out, uh, he decided to make a just straight up horror film because a lot of people were confused with the genre and just the, the different tonal shift of Get Out. And so he's like, well, I'm just going to make a straight up. Uh, it's horror, but I'd like to think that it's kind of sci-fi horror-ish. This felt like a really cool Twilight Zone episode to me. Damn, that's so cute. Uh, but it, it's an amazing film. So if you haven't, you don't know anything about us, this film is about a family that goes to the, what, Santa Monica? Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz boardwalk. And um, the mother, Adelaide, she had a scary, weird situation as a kid where she saw herself, another one of her. And for the rest of her life, she's had this weird, ominous I feeling. Huh? I mean, to be fair, I'm scared when I see myself, too. <laughs> so uh, she has this weird feeling. And then the family it goes back to the uh, Santa Monica. Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. I'm just saying Monica for the rest of this because I don't know how to switch Santa it. Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. In the warm California sun. Boardwalk. Come on. <laughs> Boardwalk. That's He's from Texas. He don't know. He's been there we went there for our first wedding anniversary i know but he didn't grow up with those commercials like yeah, he did i've never been so uh they head back in adelaide she has this weird fucking feeling in her gut she's like man it feels like a dark cloud is over me and lo and behold in horror movies when you get weird bad feelings like that because it's true happens. just like star wars movies everyone has a bad feeling and then bad things happen Woo. um so Lo and behold, that copy that she saw, that other her she saw when she was a kid, has a family, just like her family. And, and they are out to take what they believe they deserve, their lives and everything that they have. And so it's a fight. Family gets family. It's like family double dare, but with murder. Doppelgangers. Yes, uh, doppelgangers. <laughs> but with murder. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and they're out there fighting for their lives. And then lo and behold, there's more to it. It's not just one family. It gets ridiculous. And there's allusions to weird things that happened in the 80s. It, this is a weird, scary, creepy, amazing, really cool movie. Um, it's Jordan Peele. So there's always undertones of um, just things that are happening in our world right now. Like the beginning of Get Out is probably the most legit Yep, I felt that kind of feel when the guy's walking and that car's just following him and he's trying to be cool and he's like, Ugh. Uh, it's really good stuff. There are moments in this movie where it's like, oh, I, I know that feels. And 
it's really good. Jordan Peele's good at that because comedians apparently are really good at making scary movies for some reason. It's the same like cadences, just like with comedy. Well, well, I think it's just because with really, really good comedians, all they're doing is saying exactly what they're they're speaking truth. And so they're some of the most cynical people on the face of the planet. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. they can make really good scary movies <laughs> because they come at it with a cynical standpoint where it's like, okay, well, how do I make this believable, you know, without it being campy or cheesy or, you know, that's what that's also why I feel like these movies are kind of weird that like, I don't even know if they're creepy, but I mean, like this one in particular, it's just, just weird. Yeah. <laughs> It but it's crazy. it's a good thing. It's not like it's not necessarily a bad thing that it's weird. It's just it's it's thing, you know, is that it's weird. Oh yeah. Yeah, sitting there watching it, I was trying to figure out what it was, like, you know. Exactly. Like <laughs> trying to know, figure out what? Yeah, this weird <laughs> not even the opposite family, just a family like them but just a little different comes out and they're like, "Yeah, we want what you got." And it's just like is this magic? Is this real? Is it science? Like, <laughs> it was really cool trying to figure out. Do you believe in magic? Is was, this is communism? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was weird trying to figure out the why of this. And uh, it was really cool. Uh, this movie got a lot of praise. Uh, a lot of money. <laughs> People love this movie. Uh, Jordan Peele, he's, he's on the right track. Uh, he's helping with the remake of. Well, actually, it's not a remake. It's a continuation of the Candyman movie. Uh, just the first one. He's ignoring the other three afterward, uh, but it looks great. And he's really good at taking a song, a normal song, and slowing it down and turning it into a minor key and making it sound really creepy. Just like with the rap song, I got five <laughs> on it. He put that in this this movie and slowed it down and added like strings doing the, not tremolos, when they pick the, they pluck the strings. I forgot what that's called. Pensacados. Pensacados. I don't care, but Piccato, but um, it's amazing. And actually that song wasn't going to be in the movie. He just thought it was cool to use for the trailer and everybody complained and he put it in. He's like, okay. And I loved, I loved the uh, call the police. You got it playing. Fuck the police. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, This movie's amazing. It's comedy. There's really cool scenes. One of my seven words is like a scene where the family is just talking to each other, just saying ridiculous things. I'm like, that was really fucking funny. Uh, this movie's great. Uh, you will be creeped out. Something will make you jump. You'll be confused. Your your brow will furrow a bit as you watch it. Uh, this movie's <laughs> great. So, uh, uh, Katie, what do you think about us? I loved it. I loved it. It was so good. And trying to figure out what was actually happening and why it was happening was uh, a fun journey from beginning to end. The plot twist was great. Like solid fucking horror film i would say there isn't very many times what like scary for me like there the get out was definitely a lot more scary and jumpier than this one was but this one was more of a like psycho thriller like you didn't know what was happening and like there was like murder was just on the edge of the horizon like it was almost there like a million times and never actually like yeah it was good it was fucking good yeah, uh michael what you think i don't know <laughs> Wait, this finger. Uh, <laughs> I, I 
Honestly, I, I, I'm in the boat where it's like, you're in the boat. I'm in the boat and the engine just died. And I'm just kind of floating there. Listing, pulling, pulling I'm, to the left. I'm listing lazily to the left. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily think it was a, a bad movie, but like I said, it was weird. And I feel like if this were a book, I think a lot of like I think there I think it could have done with a lot of extra description that we kind of missed because it was yeah. a movie, and so I feel like if this had been like a Stephen Kingish type type book, like I could see that being a lot more effective than it was as a movie. Um, I'm not saying it was a bad movie, but it just it was just weird, and I feel like it I needed more description. Yeah. Oh, no, I get you on that. And that's why I was saying yeah. it's like a Twilight Zone episode. There are some episodes, some of my favorite episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Where they don't explain why the fuck it's happening. Like the one with the little boy that can read minds and just do stuff. They didn't say why he got the power. He just had it. And they were like, and this is a, a, a week in the life of a town where this kid is just a monster doing bad stuff. And it's just like, there we go. So, yeah, that's why I said it feels very sci-fi-ish, weird horror mm-hmm. sci-fi because there are a lot of movies i love sci-fi yeah, definitely and they don't explain any fucking thing it's just like bad stuff <laughs> you're just along mm-hmm. for the ride uh uh emma what'd you think about us yes i did think that <laughs> meaning yes i am in the boat of it was great but also in the boat of uh what the fuck just happened <laughs> so it was incredible, but literally Katie sent me a gif of her brain while she was watching it. And oh, it was yeah. literally a what the hell is that? It's Jim saying, what is going on? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that that is 100%. Like 10 minutes into this movie, I'm like, who? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> No, it was great, though. I loved it. I would definitely watch it again. Would not have the same effect if I watched it again, but I would still watch it again. Yeah, I am. I'm actually down to watch it again because I know there's nods and there's actually one nod that happens early in the movie uh, with Adelaide and just something that she does. And I was like, that's really dumb. Why would someone do? Oh, that makes more sense. I actually brought it up to Katie. I was like, you don't do that to a song. You don't. You don't snap on one and three. That's really dumb. Why would she? Oh, okay. So there were a lot of weird things like that that I just saw and it just didn't make sense. And then later I was like, oh, it makes more sense why she's not snapping on two and four like every other normal person in the fucking world. But right. so. Because uh, <laughs> she's square. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one time uh, Justin Bieber, he was at a concert and everybody was clapping on one and three and he actually like stopped the song it wasn't Justin Bieber. Who was it? Harry Connick. Yeah, it, no, it was Harry Connick Jr. I saw one with really? Bieber Bieber too. He Harry got... Connick Jr. will stop stops every single crowd that does that, and he teaches everyone to count to clap on two and four. He will stop and he shows them on the piano. This is what I'm playing. Here's beat the beats. One, two, three, four. You clap on two 
and on four, not <laughs> on one and on three. And if you do it again, I will stop again yeah. every single time. Harry okay. Jr. Doesn't fuck well, around. the difference. Damn uh, white people. Right. Harry was nice and tried to. <laughs> Justin Bieber just got mad and told him like, y'all are crap. Stop doing that. And that didn't educate him, but he did do that. He was like, stop doing that. They're like, what you, what's happening? Like, stop doing that. It's like, it's not, it doesn't feel right. And it doesn't feel right to count on one and three. It just feels weird. Um, so this movie's amazing. Please watch it. It's really good. Okay. So this is the part of the podcast where we're going to just take the weights off and talk about this in full. So if you want to know some spoilers, I guess stay. So uh, this movie, it starts in 1986 mm-hmm. uh, with a really weird commercial for Hands Across America. Uh, so people not in america uh all our friends out there in the world hands across america was a what attempt at world peace or america what i know it was to feed the hungry by holding Mm -hmm. hands yeah it, it was weird um so the plan was it was like raising money or something yeah there was some somehow money was attached to it and they were well you did donation and stuff like that and they that. were raising was, money yeah for ending like child hunger or war- something yeah. hunger in america world or- poverty and it was yeah. supposed to simulate like together if we hold hands and do this yeah, we'll all make a together chain, we an can unbreakable chain all the way across america <clears throat> yeah and unfortunately Bye, uh, yeah motherfucker yeah uh <laughs> a lot of people didn't actually give the money that they wanted to donate it was actually a flop sadly um it's really bad. But the plan was just link hands across America and just sit there quietly. The Simpsons made fun of this. They were like, what, on the street holding hands? Like, how long do we have to do this crap for? <laughs> just like mad. He's <laughs> 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 holding hands. He's like, are we, do, we do, it? do we do it? Are we done? Oh, we got better for another couple of hours? Shit. They did it in the Goldbergs, too. Yeah. And it's just yeah. You're standing there. It's nothing fun about it. But uh, so it's Adelaide, little. Little gal Adelaide and her family go to the Santa Cruz. Hey, I said it right. Yay. Beach boardwalk. And um, she gets a sweet ass thriller shirt. And I was very jealous of her shirt. Yeah, that, was that shit was shirt. awesome. Uh, <laughs> and so she walks off like you do in a horror movie because, you know, why stay with your family where you can go off and, you know, die or get attacked by something? And so she heads off. Fun fact. Uh, when she's walking by the beach and you see that weird scene in the family like oh they're filming something that was the lost boys they were filming the one scene on the, <laughs> that was supposed to be the lost boys jordan peele was like yeah because because they filmed in santa cruz <laughs> that's fucking yeah. awesome yeah that's legit <laughs> that's awesome yeah so that was really cool so this movie and lost boys are two of the i don't know if any other movie did anything specific on the boardwalk but these two did a ton of stuff with the boardwalk. So, but yeah. So, uh, and so Adelaide, she goes into the, mm, the Merlin's find maze. Yourself. Yeah. Cause later on it changes. Cause no, it, was, it wasn't. Name. It was the Indian, right? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. It was. Yes. It was but vision, it vision quest. Find yourself. Yeah. yeah. And later the they change it because Indian the chief. shaman. That's what it was. The shaman. Yep. Quest. Yeah. Oh, it was a mess. So, she goes in, and I guess she's not afraid of just being somewhere dark by herself. And it's a house of mirrors. And then one of the images grabs at her, and then it kind of moves to the to the present time. And so Adelaide is driving with her family, and they're going 
uh, to a beach house or house where she grew up, I believe. It's wait. Mm-hmm. It's, oh my God. Katie keeps looking up old photos of us, like us as people, us, and like the cats. They're really young <laughs> and stuff. That's really cute. They're like holding us them. as people, not us as in this us, yeah. but the other us. Mm. And so uh, Adelaide, she is still freaked out by that night. And so uh, they're on vacation. And so Gabe is trying to impress his friends, Josh and Kitty. Uh, Josh is Tim Heidecker. Hey, have you seen that show, Tim and Eric? Or that dumbass show? Uh, that's, that's the Tim from that. Uh, he's actually mm-hmm. hilarious, but he likes making weird shit. But uh, he wants to impress them. And so he got like a shitty boat. And he's like, yeah, he's, he's trying to, he's a, he's a dad, dad. Like it just felt like Gabe and Gabe Hard. is. Yeah. <laughs> Hardcore dad. Yeah. Uh, Gabe is Winston Duke Umbaku from Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Uh, he yeah. is super dad in this movie, mm-hmm. and it's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> one of my seven words <laughs> is, Still hot. is something he said in the movie. It made me laugh, and I've, I'm excited to go over the seven yeah. words because it was really funny. But um, <laughs> they tell Adelaide that they're going back to the, the boardwalk, and she's freaking out because, like I said earlier, she feels like this bad ominous feelings over her and she doesn't want to go back to the boardwalk and they're like it's all right you know and so they get there and they're hanging out with josh and kitty and then you see this guy just standing there just blood on his hands just dripping just standing there and their kids are you know being dumb kids walking off and stuff and so they freak out and they go back home and so that night the same guy she saw when she was a kid important fact yes and he's the same homeless man yes thank you katie (laughs) and so that night um they look outside and they see a family of four dressed in red in their driveway so winston duke's like it's all right though like that part i was like he's gonna die the dad's gonna die real early in this movie he's like it's cool let me go out there and talk to him and uh in the shadows you can tell we can tell that that it's them it's the family just looking at them but winston duke can't see it gabe can't see it and he threatens them he threatens them with a bat and he's like i'm gonna bust your head and get out of here and so they get closer and lo and behold uh the family they break into the house and it's them doppelgangers and so the leader adelaide's double call him tethered because that's what they call themselves her name is Red. And so she tells them a story where um, of a girl who was loved and happy and her shadow is just in the dark, just suffering because she has to just kind of watch her get all the good stuff in life. And she met someone and she didn't really want to be with them, but the princess got to be with her person. And so she had to just accept this, this person as her husband. And she had kids. She didn't want kids, but... The princess got to have her children, so she was forced to have kids. And so it's just Red being very jaded and mad about life because she was forced to do, she was just forced to do whatever Adelaide wanted. And so it seems like there's some type of connection to them. And it seems like the people up top or in the normal world control what they do. And so they hopped up and they're ready to fight and take their spot. And so uh the family gets split up and so everyone's doppelganger grabs them and drags them off and they have themselves a scrap and so uh 
lots of fighting, lots of murder, lots of running. Uh, this movie's awesome. Every character plays an evil version of themselves. And it's really cool to see everybody just being bad. Uh, it was really cool. Um, Luke- I literally love if you put the the uh, subtitles on, they are literally called bad insert person's name here. Yep. Except Red. Red yep. has a fucking name. Pluto has a name. Uh, Umbria has a name. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Everybody else is bad this guy, bad this girl. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and, and so uh, Red, she has a really cool... Uh, speaking cadence um, I forgot what it's called but she speaking on the fry yeah so she has this like raspy tone that she does and for some reason she's the only one that can talk all the other tethered can only just grunt and groan and bark and stuff and so we'll get back to that there's a reason why and so they are fighting for their lives uh, the normals are trying their best to take out these people that are really good at figuring out where the fuck they are and fighting them and stuff. And so the uh, family gets split up uh, and they fight off a couple of them, die, the bad ones. So uh, what is Gabe's tethered called? Pluto, not Pluto. Bad Gabe. It's Pluto. No, we had Abraham. No, Pluto is the little boy. Abraham. Abraham. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So Abraham gets himself... Uh, caught up in the boat the propeller and it eats him up <laughs> so anyone yeah <laughs> and so the family scoots off on the boat good old boat not you know working for once and scooting away and so uh the tyler family so uh they're fun white friends <laughs> they get jumped by they're tethered and so now they realize that it's not just their family it is All everyone everyone has a doppelganger and the doppelgangers know where they are and they're coming to attack them and take their place and uh it's ridiculous and i don't know the scope of it but it seems like a giant chunk of california the tethered are taking over and so yeah the whole boardwalk is just covered what i mean they didn't define it but was it literally just centralized to Santa Cruz? No, they didn't. Because they never said it wasn't. No, but... at, at the end, though, they go into the ocean at part of it. And at the very end, there's like this line of tethered people just through the forests out of California. But yeah. they didn't expand on whether well, it was if worldwide. Well, it's coming from Santa yet. Cruz. There are plenty of forests and then you get to more California and then there are more forests and then you get to not California. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this movie's crazy. And so the family gets back together. They fight their way out of their rich friend's house and they scoot off. Uh, very cool scene. <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time I had to fight my way out of my rich friend's house. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, it was really cool. The scene, I want to oh. say it was either him or Micah said, like, call the police. And it's like, fuck the police. Playing fuck the police. Uh, it, it, this movie's amazing. There's really cool scenes everywhere. And so back on the boardwalk, because they're trying to get away, uh, they find that Pluto has set a trap. And it's the uh, the kid. It's Jason. The tethered version yes. of Jason. And so uh, Jason was going to blow up the car. Pluto. For some reason... 
some of them are connected. And so Jason backs away and walks him into fire and kills him. And so um, Pluto and Pluto and Jason are literal mirrors of each other. Yes. Um, the inner fire desire of Jason is Pluto. Oh yeah. And so like while inner, inner fire desire. <laughs> <laughs> and so while that's happening, red uh, just standing against a red car in her jumpsuit is just hidden like a chameleon pops out, grabs Jason and scoots off. And so Adelaide, realizes Ugh. she know she knows where to go and so she heads down back into the fun house and so there's a secret tunnel and it leads into an underground facility overrun by rabbits and so that's how those people stay alive and so red explains that the tethered what she is they're clones created by the government to control the people on the surface and so what they were going to do is like oh we're going to control micah and make him give all his money to this and do this and that. And we'll have this person down here do it. The experiment failed. And for some reason, the people on top can control them down there. And so they go back and show scenes from Red's perspective when she was underground and she's at the boardwalk. Well, Adelaide's at the boardwalk and it shows Red walking with her family. And it's just like this long corridor and people are just pantomiming, playing games and being on roller coasters. And her life is shitty down in the underground part where they just eat raw rabbit and just vicariously live through the upper surface people. Hey, that's that's some some themes of, of, of class and race. Sounds like Otis. Yes, it does. It's <laughs> uh, so yes. Um, Red and Adelaide, they realize that Red has a plan and she seems to be a special tethered. And so she came up with a plan and she was waiting on her tethered Adelaide to get back. And she was going to exact this plan where all the tethered were going to come out, kill their upper part, take their spot and their money and their jobs and everything, and then just take over. And then they were going to show a, they had a plan to do hands across America because of a shirt she saw. It's, it's a weird plan. It, it was got really weird at the end. It's a lot. And so red is fighting Adelaide and they're both dancers. And so Red is just dodging every attack and stab and parry and just proceeds to cut up Adelaide. Adelaide's getting her ass kicked. And Red's just leading her around. And finally, Adelaide gets a stab on Red and Red is dying. And so it goes back. And so you realize that Adelaide and Red, um, the story was a little different. When Adelaide was a child, Red... Um, ooh, I'm gonna get it backwards. Adelaide was choked by her tethered uh, red, and yes. then red dragged Adelaide into the underground and left her there and took her place as Adelaide. So the person yeah. we've been following this whole movie as the hero was actually the tethered. And so, uh, hey, that's another theme, you know, people scratching and clawing to, to get something better. Uh, and so, We've been following <laughs> a bad person because the tethered are all killing, but I don't think they would have killed if everything stayed the same. It got really weird at that point. And so we've been following a tethered the whole time. And so, hey, the day is saved. And so Adelaide, red, 
Uh, she gets back to her family and they drive off. And so Jason, the son, uh, is just keeps looking at her because he's like, it's something weird about her. Jason Peel actually says that Jason Jordan Peel. Jordan, I say Jason Peel. Jordan Peel says that <laughs> Jason has some inadvertent connection. He can see through everything. And so that's why he's the one that caught on to stuff way faster than everyone else. Because he's the one that said, it's us. You know, when they're like, who are you? And the dad is like, I, if you want money, man, just take the money. If I saw myself standing across from me, I'm like, hey, man, you can have all my Pokemon cards in that drawer over there. I'm like, why am I over there? But Jason was the first one to see it, and he said it. And so Jason kind of has a feeling that his mom was probably one of the doppelgangers. And he's like, uh, I'm like half doppelganger, I guess. Uh, this movie's crazy. And so as they drive off to quotation mark safety, uh, are are we the baddies? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they see a giant line. Uh, the other clones, they still are out there making their giant Humans human. America. Yeah, human chain. You and their helicopters flying around, and cops are just getting closer. Uh, there's more to the story. We'll probably never see it or hear about it, but no one's really safe unless you can fight off your clones. But the clones have like really cool, like scissors that they stab you with. Uh, this where did they get all these scissors? I don't know. <laughs> also, where did they get this movement from? They move so funky fresh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, What's the matter with? Scissors. Uh, there is a, a <laughs> that someone brought up that the scissors <laughs> that they're probably based on the uh, the the fates. That's literally. What yep. I, yeah. That's. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That quote is from Hercules. Oh, okay. Cool. Where the because fates are it, oh, cutting, they're yeah. cutting the the life string of Hercules, and she goes, she can't cut it because it's turned gold. What's the matter with these scissors? What's the matter with these scissors? She like says it all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh this movie's crazy this Rich, is a sci-fi fucking friend. movie i was mad i couldn't figure it out i was like oh they're oh they're clones but it's not magic clones they're just government clones i was like oh. government clones. uh i thought it was magic it's, it's, the, it's the government the government came with, with rabbits and scissors and shit the government came and cloned my baby <laughs> i'm not me i'm you cool cool gaga clone baby <laughs> but this movie is great. It's weird. Uh, but for a sophomore film, good job, Jordan Peele, because um, oh, you got yeah. out of that slump. A lot of people, their second horror movie or film that they do is usually crap. Hey, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. <laughs> hey, Friday yeah. 13th Part 2. <laughs> uh, all, <laughs> all the big guys, their second movie, except uh, Child's Play Part 2, is probably the best one. Uh, but usually sequels, because they get a big head. They're like, hey, my movie made all this money. I'm going to make another one, make it weirder. Uh, and usually sophomore outings Hatch of anything, it. even music. Uh, second albums usually are kind of poopy. Uh, I'm looking at you, Weezer. But I love Pinkerton. No one else like Pinkerton, but I love Pinkerton. <laughs> um, yes. So good on you, Jordan Peele. This movie was great. I will say it was fucking weird. I'll tell you that. Uh, so what was everybody's It was a favorite? lot. Huh? Yeah. So what was everybody's favorite character in Us? Katie? Uh, my favorite character was Gabe, the dad. And I don't care what you think, Micah. 
loved him so much. Uh, he was, like Otis said earlier, he was the epitome of dad. He was like nothing but dad jokes, which honestly, I don't understand how he wasn't your favorite character, Micah, because you got some corny dad jokes. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, just wait. We'll get there. <laughs> Winston Duke was like, I don't know. He was fucking great. He was, he was fucking great. He was a mega dad and he was still a hard ass. Like, um, this movie wasn't a it wasn't anything like Black Panther where he had to be the leader of a fucking colony of brutal warriors. Vegetarians. Vegetarian brutal warriors. It was just like <laughs> a family dude. But when it came time and his family was in trouble like he stepped up to the plate he was hitting people with bats and trying his best and i liked him a lot and getting hit right back <laughs> yeah he got his kneecap blowed out for this movie <laughs> yeah he's like oh my kneecap uh micah who's your favorite uh what was the daughter's name zora zora, zora. Dude, she came out swinging. And then once she swung, she was like, I am ready. She like, she's like, okay, I got this. I ain't scared no more. Come at me, bitch. <laughs> it finally <laughs> hit her. It's like, oh, it's yeah, just no, me. I, but without a weapon, I can fight you. <laughs> but yeah, no, she came out swinging and she was very, very opportunistic. So her brother had that special ability to like see through people and like know you know, who was a doppelganger and who wasn't basically, but she just came out like, oh shit, what do I do? What do I do? Oh, hey, actually, I'm kind of badass. I got this. Yeah. And, you know, so uh, she was my favorite character. I'm trying to remember. So Jordan gave everybody, the family, a D&D class. So like Adelaide was the leader, but he gave her a class and Zora was actually the warrior of the group. <laughs> Yeah, and Gabe was. He didn't say bard. That's he gave he gave him kill some, count. Yeah, he gave him some name, and then uh, the uh, the the son Jordan or Jason was the was it the priest. He gave them all jobs because it's kind of what they did in the movie. But I thought it was great that Gabe wasn't the fighter. He was he was just he was one of just the followers of Adelaide. He wasn't hardcore badass, and I thought that was really cool. But yeah. Uh, Zora was awesome. She did work in this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jason 100% was mine. I loved Jason. That kid was... I connected a lot with Jason because he is scared of a lot of things. But when it fucking came down to it, he's like, nah, bitch. No. You don't play with my fucking family. You don't play with this shit. And that's exactly how I would be. I'm a little fucking bitch. And let me tell you, I get scared over everything. But the second you start threatening my family, you better fucking watch it. <laughs> so Jason was my favorite, for sure. So I'm surprised no one else did it. So I'm going to be the one to break the seal. Uh, I actually liked Red a lot. Uh, it was really cool red from the underground like the one that's in the underground or the red the, the main character not the bad the bad guy okay red <laughs> we'll do it like that we're not gonna do the actually that's red no we're just gonna do the okay. her name is okay. red in this movie it's okay. easier like that got you uh just the 
the main villain of the movie. Uh, it was awesome. She had reason. We don't know the full reason at the beginning, but she had a fucking reason to fight and want to get out and get her stuff back because she got jumped when she was a kid and dragged down there. She was supposed to be up top. Uh, and hey, supposed to, I'm, I'm not supposed to be down here with the poor people. I'm supposed to be up there. Uh, and so she fought. She she clawed and fought her way back up. Uh, really dumb plan, but she tried her best. Uh, I thought it was really cool. Like I said, I love villains that have a reason to do what they do. A good villain that's screwed over by someone and is trying to get revenge is always a good character like that. So Red was amazing. I actually liked her a lot. It was really cool. Uh, towards the end, like every villain, good villain in a movie, Towards the end, I have to get more like, I'm evil. <laughs> you know, that kind of shit. So, unfortunately, towards the end, <laughs> she wasn't as cool, I would say. But um, still, amazing character. I liked Red a lot. Okay, uh, Katie, who is your least favorite? Um, my least favorite character was the entirety of the White family. That oh, was the their friends. The Tylers. Um, the dad was a rich asshole prick who just kept like rubbing it in Mbaku's face that he had more money and had a yacht and had all these things. And the whole time Gabe was just like, no, dude, I'm good with my like tiny boat. Like it's fine. (laughs) And Rich white dude would not shut up. His wife was just bragging about her fucking plastic surgery and talking about like killing her kids and how they ruined her life and all this bullshit. And the twins were selfish bitches who (laughs) fucking were hella mean to their friend uh, Zora like the whole goddamn time. Like they were talking shit on Zora the whole time. And she was right there. And her brother. And her brother, yeah, calling her brother a fucking freak and all this bullshit. I'm like, Hose, I will murder you. Like, stop. I don't like any of them. When they, <laughs> when they got murdered I, in the movie, I, I was literally, happy about it. Mm-hmm. I literally couldn't fucking contain my giggle when uh, the mom, what's her name, Kitty? Yeah. Sure. Uh, the mom... When she's sitting there trying to brag about her plastic surgery and Lupita Nuango's like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> right. I paused, I paused the movie and I looked at Micah and I was like, yeah, that's pretty much how I'm going to respond to everyone now. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Micah, who's your least favorite? Uh, Gabe, the dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh I don't know. He his 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 dad joke. His dad game was a little forced. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't very natural. But it's funny that you think that. I know. I think. I think it was that he was trying to be a complete polar opposite than Umbaku, like trying to not be typecast as the big strong, you know, yeah. hero type. He wanted to be a goober. Yeah, he he was a bit of a goober. I mean, I. Least favorite is not a very low bar in this movie because the you know I mean other than the the white family being you know overly 
like obviously obviously hateable characters um like it's it's not hard to hate on the cast or the characters in this movie but um i don't know i don't really have a reason to hate him it was just he was one of my least favorite characters in this I mean, once he went, it, it you know he had some really goofy moments, like peeking through, ripping ripping the bag open a little bit to <laughs> to peek out and see what's going on. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, like like I said, I mean, least in this in this instance, least favorite is like you know it, it's like tiered, and it's not a very big difference from favorite to to it's, least favorite. It's not a widespread. It's just a least favorite. We'll say yeah. that. We'll emphasize the favorite part. <laughs> uh, Emma, who was your fi- least favorite? Spoiled ass white bitches. Full Just... out spoiled ass white bitches. I got nothing <laughs> past that. It's awful as fuck. Don't you dare act like you're better than anybody. I literally don't care how much money you have. I don't care if you got your face fixed. I don't care if you're out there in itty bitty shorts and a bikini top. You are not better than anyone. Stop acting like it. Amen. When he was by himself, when he was by himself, I did like Tim's humor. Uh, so it, it's, it's such a weird one. Uh, but my least favorite character was the main character of the movie, uh, Adelaide. So knowing that this is a horror movie, knowing it's sci-fi, knowing Jordan Peele's involved with this, I knew there was something up with her from the beginning, but I just couldn't understand what was wrong with her. And the more she was out there fighting for her family and killing people, you could see for minuscule just moments in her life, you could see that she would like make a smile or like laugh when she killed people and then it would go away. And then towards Mm -hmm. the end when she choked out the evil quotation mark one uh she like laughs and like yells and it's like man it's such a weird thing i thought she was just kind of losing it because she went through a lot and then you find like oh she's not the real one she was the clone and it, it just got weird but i knew something was wrong with her the whole time uh it was a really cool journey with her the whole time but for some reason i just couldn't hop on and be like yeah you're my buddy i hope you survive i was like what the hell is wrong with you and then toward the end of my- But see, once when she killed when when she killed her doppelganger, she she gained her powers. That's why she yelled. You know, it's like Highlander or yeah. the one. You know, you, you killed them all. She <laughs> you was gained their she power. was over nine thousand at that point. <laughs> oh man, but I knew there was something with her. So okay, um, one thing that I wanted to bring up, because uh, like in Get Out, there are a lot of themes of uh, obviously racism, and then obvious. Well, the flip in that movie is white people were hypnotizing black people to take their bodies because they wanted to be black. That was Get Out. But in this one, it was themes of classism. So the line that they say, we're Americans, is like, what are you? It's like, well, we're Americans. Uh, It represents duality of American society, how some citizens can afford to live on top of the class system while others are stuck in poverty. Um, That's what Jordan Peele was going for. And it's just like, you know, there are people up top and it's, uh, what was the word he used? Uh, privilege, American privilege was one of the big themes of it. Uh, and so he said uh, that 
that we can do a good job collectively of ignoring the ramifications of privilege. I think it's the idea that we feel like we deserve comes, you know, at the expense of someone else's freedom or joy. So, you know, the biggest hmm. disservice we can oh, do yeah. as a faction with the collective privilege like the United States is to presume that we deserve it and that it isn't luck that has us born where we're from. For us to have our privilege, someone suffers. That's where the mm-hmm. tethered connection, I think, resonates the most, is that those who suffer and those who prosper are two sides of the same coin. So that's what Jordan Peele was going at. Um, and, and Red actually says that she says that um, they, they sh- they're sharing a soul, the tethered and the up top people. And so those people just want better. And so if you look at it like that. Yeah, you know, she says it that the, the body is cloned, but the soul remains one. Yeah. And so if you look at it like that, it's like, oh, those people just don't want to live in the underground eating rabbits. They just want more. <laughs> sure, they are murdering for it, but there's more to it. So like I said, there are levels to this, you know, there's levels to this movie. And it's great. I love that kind of stuff. It, it made me smile when it hit me. I was like, oh, they... Oh, this is a class kind of thing. Okay. Okay, Jordan. I see you. I see you. So uh, let's do seven word synopsis. Okay. So yes. I have five. So let me go first. Uh, hands across America. Such a weird idea. Uh, watching that commercial, again, <laughs> like, that's so fucking weird. Such a weird thing. Uh, so Gabe says this to Adelaide uh, that night. He's like laying in bed. And he, oh no, she walks off to the bedroom and he says, see you later in the magic room. And he says it all sexy. <laughs> That's some dad shit. He's like, I'll catch you later. Well, I, and, I, and I super, I super related to him when he got on the bed and it's all tiny and he like takes up the entirety of the bed when he's, when he's sitting there. I'm like, yeah, me too. Yep. <laughs> and so uh, my next one is who snaps on one and three? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so it makes sense that she's doing it wrong because she ain't right. She's a clone. She don't get it. And so she's like, yeah, snap. And I was like, wait, she ain't doing it right. You would know how to snap. Oh, okay. Uh, family discussing kill counts was seriously great. So there's a spot where they hop into the car and she's like, well, I should drive. And he's like, well, no, I should drive. I've killed more of them. And then they actually talk about their kill counts. And he's like, well, Zora's killed the most. And it's like, yeah, I thought that was really funny. And then my last one, boardwalk people oh suck at when fighting Zora's off like, my kill count is higher. <laughs> oh, uh, it, <laughs> yeah, boardwalk people suck at fighting off doppelgangers. You see the boardwalk and there's so many dead people with no red on and they just got jumped. And I was like, how do you not? I don't know. If me scissors ran up on me, like rah, 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 rah. it's going to be a fucking drag out fight. I'm not going to just die instantly. I don't know. It got weird. So, uh, Katie. Okay, I've got three. Uh, never take eyes off offspring in crowds. The biggest mistake of this movie are Adelaide's parents not paying attention to, the, to Adelaide when they're at the fucking boardwalk. And I understand that it was the 80s. Don't fucking at me that shit was different in the 80s. It wasn't any different. People just weren't paying any fucking attention to their kids. People just didn't care. That's why there's so many stories of kids who are roughly my age or or a little older than me just getting kidnapped and not turning up till they're fucking 25. 
because people just got snatched yeah. up and murdered all the time in the 80s i mean without the snap without the snatched up and murdered part i disappeared in a crowd when i was like four uh at a fireworks show Ooh. and well, we were like leaving and everybody was so. leaving the stadium <laughs> <laughs> they could see you in a crowd what's that i was a they just thought he was the cannon that launched what? the fireworks. What's that? I'm a beacon of light. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's horrible that Fuck. you got lost at a fireworks show, and it's terrible. This is there's a lot of things behind that to unpack, but biggest is don't take your eyes off your fucking face. <laughs> I need I need more of this to drink. Oh, we need a beverage to that statement. Um, okay. Uh, On our next episode, is Lupita Nyong'o is this generation's Winona Ryder? Yeah, she's fucking crushing it at the horror game already. She's only been in like two films, except for what? Sorry, I was I was gonna say, but Winona came back. Yes, but in the 80s, with Stranger Things, Winona was in everything. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. I just wanted to make that joke. <laughs> no, Winona was in every creepy thing that existed in the 80s. She was the America's creepy girl. And then she went on and won all these awards later as she got more serious into acting. But Lupita mm. did it in the reverse. She started with the award-winning, like, I'm going to win all the fucking awards acting and then moved into doing horror. And now horror, all of the horror stuff she's doing is winning all these awards. She is fucking incredible. And she deserves all the fame. <laughs> she's so good. Agreed. Okay, and then my I'll last agreed. one uh, is an alliterative one. I tried. Yay! I tried really hard. It's close. (laughs) Dubious, determined doppelgangers dropped by domicile. Death. Nice! (laughs) Fucking nice! (laughs) Yes. That was bitching. Yeah, the end. Okay, Micah. (laughs) Okay. Oh, shit. I had these by me- I didn't write these ones down this time. It's been a minute since I haven't written them down. <laughs> um, Do you need some time? Demon, <laughs> hold on, hold on, it'll come to me. I had them. I, I I was confident. I was overconfident. This That's time. what she said. Um, oh, without deeper meaning, plot twist was irrelevant. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My my biggest my You're biggest complaint with the with this without like the deeper like classist meaning, it, the plot twist was just kind of irrelevant. It didn't really change the story. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, oh well, that's a twist. But even if the twist didn't happen, she still could have been special. Yeah. Like obviously, but- she was special enough to get you know to to switch places and you know in the first place but then she became that other class yeah she was so, good it's not like she was evil and high yeah. the story good. is like the prince and the pauper but the pauper just murders the prince the real prince and takes his place 
forever. Right. Yeah, it's it's like evil. It, it's like the the doppelganger homers from the the when the. All of a sudden, <laughs> oh no! Homer you have no, no belly, belly button. button. <laughs> yes. Did you think of your other one? No. Go ahead. Okay. I have a few, as is tradition. I said, spoiled shit dies before the harder worker. Mm. As is a moral for anyone's story. Um, everyone's dark side has a shadowy nightmare. Ooh. And story of Mbako and the zombie killing teacher. They got together. <laughs> and then... Yep, and then my two alliteratives, lives looking lost, lordy Lupita looking licious, and then Merlin's mirror maze makes multiple murderous maniacs. Yep. Oh, nice. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah I'm going to need more movies where uh, Winston Duke and Lupita Nyong'o are like partners together. Brother and sister. I didn't get enough sexy, sexy between them. Or yeah, something. They are great together. I don't care what it is. They'd be best friends or brother and sister or husband and wife. I don't care. Put them together. Keep putting them together. Whoever whoever did, whoever put together the movie Little Monsters needs to put a movie together with those two. Yeah. Oh, yes. (laughs) A good movie. Uh, named Little Urban. All right, we need to get on Twitter, everyone. Everybody take to Twitter. Make it happen. <laughs> Put them together. Just take to kiss. the tweets. Now kiss. <laughs> <laughs> now kiss her. Seriously, y'all? Kiss. Ah, Superintendent Tomers. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're done. Uh, okay, so this movie came out March 22nd, 2019. Hey, watch another, another recent movie. Look at us. So what do you Ooh. guys think the budget for us was? $72 dues. 72? Yes, that's what Emma said. Katie? 25. 25. Micah? Which seems low. Actually, I'm going to go pretty low because, I mean, honestly, it, I don't want to say They low. had a boat and that was it. I don't want to say low budget as in like it was them scraping things together, but it felt low budget in the sense that it didn't seem like they had to go crazy with the money on sets and stuff like that. Practical. So I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, practical. Yes. I'm going to say 14.2. I'm curious how much they spent just to film at the boardwalk. They gave my mm-hmm. ham sandwich. Can oh. we do this? They're like, yeah. <laughs> no, they didn't. The I'm city curious of Santa Cruz how much they them. spent on scissors. <laughs> a lot. Scissor Both budget. <laughs> they only had four pair. That's why you only see four of them at a time. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Clean them in between. <laughs> you only see four? That's the max you see is four. Wipe that shit off. Somebody else needs the scissors. Yeah. <laughs> you know, somewhere in the world there is a fucking like seamstress out there who watched this movie and was just mad that somebody used their <laughs> her fucking fabric scissors on bodies. She's like, How <laughs> fucking dare you? <laughs> no. Okay. So the budget for us was twenty dollar dues. So Micah, good idea good 
good planning with that. Uh, this movie was practical. Fucking 20. Yeah, I heard you said 25. I was like, "Mm, shame. (laughs) Uh, yeah, this this movie's practical as fuck. Like, it's you know, it's nothing crazy. There's no weird, like, space monster that flies out at the end. It's just people killing. But there could have been Jordan Peele, there could have been. Well, that's movie three. Whatever he's working on. Oh, he wants to do gargoyles. He wants to make a gargoyles movie. Oh, yeah. I'd watch the fuck out of a gargoyles yeah. movie. Oh snap! That's what he wants to do. That's like his like yeah. dream movie. Especially a Jordan. I'm sorry. No, only if you cast Lupita Nyong'o and Mbaku as two of them gargoyles, I'ma fucking be there. Ooh. You don't? We are gonna have a conversation. Lupita, she can be Desdemona, and then he can be Goliath. He's got to be the main, the main one, the big one. Yeah, See what I mean? And in Brooklyn. See what I fucking mean? Yes. Be a good movie. Woo! Uh, I love that show. Well, then it's race again. Then his, then he goes back to the race thing. Because why are all the gargoyles black? They had black voices in the cartoon. I know they did. Oh my god! But why are the gargoyles black? (laughs) I mean, because it the gargoyles came from Hunchback of Notre Dame. That was the original, like where they originally came from. And those gargoyles were mostly white Mm. voiced actors. Stone by day, warriors by night. I know. I know. It was a good ass show. Annie Hoosel. We'll talk about. We'll have a fan page about gargoyles later. What do you guys think the box office for us? I was about to say gargoyles. Uh, for us is. Oh, man. $140,000. Yes, I mean, I do. $140 no, you said it right. $140,000. <laughs> Fuck you. $140,000. It sold one theater worth of tickets. Just one. Uh, Emma. Oh... Two hundred and seventy-five point one dollary dizzles. Okay, Michael. Two hundred. Two hundred. And Micah out here doing the Lord's work. The box office for us <laughs> was two hundred fifty-five dollary dues. This movie. Jesus, I missed it by twenty-five. Great. <laughs> this movie did amazing. Jesus. Uh, it, it was easy. Jordan Peele, he couldn't do wrong. Usually the second of someone's, you know, movies, they do good, but they're like, oh, that was crap. And then it goes bad from there. Uh, this movie was great. Ten times its budget. Yeah, ten times the budget. Uh, I will say they spent over $70 million just on marketing for this film. Uh, so a lot of that money got paid back. Oh, so that didn't go into the budget no it's a side thing it's really weird how they do new movies now yeah so when you when you do when you do the the budget it does not include the marketing yeah marketing such a it's a marketing has its own budget yeah so it comes directly from the companies too yeah so this movie Mm -hmm. i mean it made its money back and jordan peele right now could do anything he wanted and someone will give him a shot he he could honestly do anything and make a star wars film I wouldn't mind that. Shit, give Woo! them a show. Shows are better anyway than the movies. So fuck it. Give them a show. I was gonna say, do a new we need a new animated show. Ooh, that'd be good. Like, I'm sorry, need, Gargoyles we animated? Well, so all of the shows and extra stuff has all happened. We've we've we had one uh for the the original trilogy, we had one for the prequel trilogy. 
I mean, they did kind of have that one weird one that nobody liked. Oh, uh, yeah. It was mostly a kid's one. But uh, we need a new one for what happens between seven, eight, and nine. I want him to do a live action anime film because I know he would do it justice. Yeah. Honestly, anything that he would really dip into, he'd probably do great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, like comedy, horror, he's got that down. The more movies he get, he gets down and he gets money off of them, he's going to start to broaden his horizons. Like with this one, this was a genre piece because we were watching the uh, behind the scenes of it. And he's like, this is a genre horror movie that he was going for. And so he's going to do all the things that he really wanted to. Like I said, he's working on Candyman. Uh, Gargoyles is like his dream movie that he always wanted to do. Um, so there, there are things that he's got on his little bucket list of movies that he wants to do. And right now he's striking while it's hot. And so hopefully he gets it. I will say, I hope he does get to do, um, what was he trying to remake Gargoyles? I hope he gets to re- redo Gargoyles. Yeah. Because they never gave Seth MacFarlane the chance to do Flintstones. Yeah. That was his, that was his ultimate dream. That's why he wanted out of Family Guy. He wanted to leave Family Guy, but Fox was like, hell no. This is our cash cow. Are you kidding us? I would yeah. pay some fucking money and a half to watch Seth MacFarlane's Flintstones. But his dream was to redo the Flintstones. Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad for some of these guys and gals that get good at something. They're like, you're never going away. They're like, man, like this isn't my like dream thing. Like I, I'm glad that we did this, but there's something else I want to do. Just kill off the main characters and never bring them back. True. Your show will end. <laughs> yeah, that's what they thought in Dragon Ball. Well, they had a replica that was exactly the same as him and brought him in immediately. <laughs> so what the fuck was the point? He just came back. He he just had a halo. He's like, hey, I came down from heaven to fight this guy. <laughs> I got three days. And then they just forgot that he was from heaven <laughs> and he was just back. Mm-hmm. They're like, fuck it. But but also, but but also you can only be brought back once, but I'm back <laughs> again because I found They stopped talking about it, Micah. They were like, hey, you're back. <laughs> I'm like, but that's not right. He came back too many times. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> so, Loopholes uh, are like ramen noodles. They cost 86 cents and you can find them anywhere. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, does anybody else have anything cool to talk about on us? Fucking watch it. Well, I can talk about how cool us are for We're a really long great. time. I was waiting how long it was going to take for someone to do that. You knew it was going to be Micah with his terrible dad jokes talking about M'Baku got bad Fucking jokes. Bitch, <laughs> I'll fight you. Dad joke and white M'Baku over here just sitting here <laughs> waiting to drop that we're pretty great joke. One of these days Mike- we need to get a picture of me you doing like my, my finger or my thumbs <laughs> yeah. up. Micah's going to get his kneecap hit with a bat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, biting Baku size Winston Duke. <laughs> oh my god, like, that would buff hurt. as fuck Winston. Duke. That's a bad. That's a bad call. Oh my god, that would hurt so goddamn that's much. The wrong person. To I wouldn't be able to stop it. I wouldn't be able to stop it. I'd just be sitting there, be like, "Okay, you can swing that bat. That's fine." Great. I'm not. I can't All right. I can't stop this. <laughs> okay. Guys. So you said she'll sit there. Sorry, she'll sit there and go. Wait, wait, there's plenty of me to go around. You don't have to fight over me. Yeah. <laughs> don't fight. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my word. She's like fanning herself off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. The vapors. You're right. <laughs> so if you have any cool fun facts about doppelgangers or gargoyles or us, you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. We have an email. It is. Sorry, Allentown presents at gmail.com. I was about to use a make a you voice and say it. Hey, we have a Facebook. It is Allentown Pod. Nope. Allentown presents. I'm sorry. I was trying to do something else. You kept talking to me. Fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a studio fetus. Thank you so much. Last couple episodes, I forgot to say it. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, for our cool artwork, we have a spooky movie squad picture. We're all animated out. It's awesome. Uh, I want to do some more artwork. It's it's cool and cheap. Check them out on Instagram. They're fucking cool. Um, if this is your first episode, hey, go listen to the other 110 episodes that we've done. They're fucking cool. There's some bad ones in there. There's some good ones too. Uh, but yes, no, this is a great one. There were good laughs and stuff, but please go back and check it. If you've been here since the beginning, what up Guido? Uh, thank you for listening. This is really fun. And so now with that, we are, we are buttoning up our pants. We've eaten all our turkey and ham and potatoes. <laughs> and so now we are skipping over into a winter wonderland ladies and gentlemen a winter horror land, walking in a winter horror land uh yeah. so ladies and gentlemen uh katie and emma they're still manning the ship and so they will be doing uh the second annual hey second annual uh katie's christmas Woo! classics and so like always every saturday Christmas uh, movie countdown we're not trying to do three three k sounds i'm so trying horrible. my best like crusty <laughs> Cartoon classics and it was K's. No, Chris, Christmas movie. Katie's Christmas movie countdown. Yeah. That's what we're doing. We're taking the Katie out of it. Now Emma's yeah. part of it. Christmas I, movie countdown, the end. I just remember that episode of Simpsons when Krusty Woo-hoo! saw it. Like Krusty's like cartoon classic. He's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> he saw the case. <laughs> but wasn't it wasn't it at the Apollo Theater as yeah. well? <laughs> oh, man. He's like, oh man. <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. So uh, they will be doing, what, 25? 25. 25 assorted Christmas movies. And hey, four of them will be scary. I mean, not that scary. Holiday Christmas scary movies aren't usually that scary. They're murdery, though. (laughs) Yes, they're murdery as fuck. Uh, There's a couple we saw. There's one that Terrell and I watched where Santa Claus was going door to door and murdering bad children. He wasn't giving them a coal. He was killing the fuck out of them. I can't remember the name of that shitty ass movie that it was, but we were watching like this is terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, no, that's it's gonna really be cool. a lump of no, right? So uh, I saw some of the list. It looked like there's some really good ones in there. There'll be some funny movies. Uh, there's probably some ones that'll make you cry and shit. Uh, but no, I'm excited for the horror ones because uh, we got some good picks. Uh, I know one of them is a Terrell favorite because of all the ladies in it because they were all the 2005 hot chicks. And uh, there's some good ones in it. So it's really good. Them trying to fight off a killer in their sorority house. So I'm 100% excited for that. Um, but yeah, no, this will be really fun. So huh, December, we're almost done with this year. This very long five-year year. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll put up a list soon of the genres that we'll, we're going to be doing. Not the genres, but the, the um, new chapters of horror movies uh we might mix things up uh for sure there'll be a vampire one because there's tons of vampire movies out there uh 
but there's some pretty cool types of horror movies that we'll go over classic for sure because like the cabinet yeah. dr caligari we saw that and we're like damn there's some good ass ones out there so we'll do that uh but i'm excited this is really fun we've made it through another year of man this year's fucking long i'm ready to <laughs> get to 2021 it's gonna be the same but it's gonna be the same yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> different date but we can say it's not 2020 for once uh but like always thank you so much for listening this is really fun and we'll be back uh well katie will be katie and emma will be back to go over some sweet ass christmas movies and then we'll do some scary ones too okay bye 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 toots i think i got some spooky left back in the back of the fridge <laughs>